Welcome to the Mac PFD Spark Podcast. This podcast is meant to inspire you to take the next step in your development journey as a faculty member. We're really excited to bring you all sorts of content, from inspiring you to teach or supervise differently, to leading and managing your team, to thinking about new creative ways or humanistic ways to actually do your work, and finally, to up your game in your scholarly practice. Are you excited yet? I certainly am. So sit back, listen, and enjoy this latest episode of the Mac PFD Spark Podcast. On this episode, we will listen to Dr. Miles Sargent, Linda Varongo, and Sajani Kandasamy talk about the Peach Initiative, which is a community-based approach to amplify environmental action in hospitals and healthcare facilities. We hope you enjoy. Welcome everyone and welcome to our Spark podcast recording. So I'd like to start off by asking each of you, we have three members on the podcast episode today. So I'd like to ask each of you to first introduce yourselves and to describe your role in the Peach Initiative. Uh, Hi, Ruth, thanks for having us today. I'm Miles Sargent. I'm a family doctor, a community family doctor in Hamilton, and I, I work both in the community and at uh, the hospital. I've been involved with green initiatives for quite a long time, starting in uh, 1990 as a, as a medical student. Uh, we had a green team at McMaster University. We were trying to get rid of styrofoam cups in the hospital, and the styrofoam cups are still there 30-some years later, so I guess that wasn't, one wasn't successful. But we keep trying. Um, I've also been involved in uh, Trees for Hamilton, which is a tree planting charity in uh, in Hamilton. We plant uh, at conservation areas and at healthcare facilities. And more recently, I've been involved in green teams, both at my own hospital, St. Peter's, and at the Hamilton General Hospital. Hi, uh, my name is Linda Varangu. I'm um, I'm an environmental uh, scientist and engineer, and I've worked in the field for the past 30 years or so, um, and focusing on the healthcare sector for the last 15 or so. My current employment is with the Canadian Coalition for Green Healthcare, which is a national not-for-profit organization, and we have members across Canada. So for the last 15 years or so, I've been focusing on helping the healthcare sector become more environmentally responsible and hopefully become climate resilient as well. And uh, I've been involved in the PEACH initiative with Miles as a volunteer. Uh, We recognize that there was a big gap in Ontario where other, other uh, provinces have had regional programs to help the health sector. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to have the national program, but we really need regional programs to, to make an impact. And so uh, that's why I really thought the um, idea that Miles brought forward was uh, worth volunteering for. Thank you, Ruth. Uh, Pleasure to meet you and thank you for having us uh, here today on your podcast. Um, My name is Sajani Kentasami and um, I guess in terms of an introduction, I want to talk about a couple of different hats and how they kind of intersect towards this initiative. Uh, First, I'm a postdoctoral researcher and my um, area of specialization that I completed through my PhD was through uh, knowledge translation tool design and 
evaluation for clinician and, and patients. Um, and my other hat is as the co-founder and director of education for a pan-Canada charity called the Starfish Canada. Uh, we work across the country to amplify stories and inspire young people to get involved in uh, environmental stewardship activities in their communities and beyond. And I'm certainly really passionate about this particular project. It kind of brings both of those threads of my work together in kind of one space. Um, and I'm excited to kind of talk further a little bit about what, what Peach is and, and what we're currently working on. So thank you for having us. Thank you, Sijani. And that's an excellent segue into my first question, which is really, what is the PEACH initiative? We've all mentioned PEACH and we've spoken about the acronym, but I'm sure the listeners want to know what does PEACH stand for? Well, I guess we should spell it out. So PEACH stands for Partnerships for Environmental Action by Clinicians and Communities for Hospitals and Healthcare Facilities. And last summer, I was just finishing 10 years with the trees for Hamilton organization and feeling that, you know, despite all the years that we've worked and, and trees that we've planted with climate change being such a massive problem, it felt like we've just been a drop in the bucket. And I was just thinking, how can, how can I do something bigger with the skills that I have and the passions that I have? And uh, I did speak to uh, Linda this summer, as she mentioned, and Linda's, uh, you know, has been involved in, in greening healthcare for a long, long time. At the time, initially, I was thinking about planting trees at healthcare facilities throughout Ontario, and I think that will actually be part of what we do. But Linda sort of gave me the nudge to take on the entire sustainability uh, piece for for healthcare because, as she says, there is a gap here, uh, and, and there's a lot of different things that you can do. We'll probably get into that later, but I think the the essence of it is that. I've certainly seen successes at my own small hospital in terms of our own green team and the various things that we've done. And I think we've done some, some good things. And, and I think it has been fun and energizing for the people who are involved in our green team. And so we just want to encourage and empower and educate clinicians and healthcare workers all around the province to take this challenge on and we wanted to show them stories uh, that we've we've learned about throughout the province uh, as motivators for for doing this. Yes. So, in um, understanding more about the Peach Initiative, it sounds like it is an Ontario-based initiative. Everyone here is situated in Ontario. I imagine, however, that these the plans that you have, the goals that you wish to uh, achieve, extend beyond the province and can be applicable worldwide. So I'm wondering, why do you believe this initiative is important for our listeners to know about and to learn more about? I could, I could add that everybody has um, an interest in healthcare. Uh, we're all uh, faced with that, uh, that idea that we need healthcare at some point, especially during these last three years, it's been kind of crazy, but healthcare is really important for all of us. And we also know that uh, the old adage of do no harm is really important. And yet we know that healthcare facilities by their very, their very existence, 
uh, do create some harm, whether it's the amount of waste they produce, um, the toxic chemicals that they may be using in their processes, the high energy uh, intensive equipment that's used in the facilities resulting in, in greenhouse gas emissions. So there's, there's a lot to be done in the sector in order to make us um, more environmentally friendly, climate resilient, and a low carbon health system. And so I think we all have an interest in making sure our health system is, is the best and the cleanest uh, possible. I just wanted to add that, you know, the more you learn, like the more you can almost feel bogged down by, by these challenges and um, it can feel very overwhelming, but certainly there's, there's little steps that we can all take to, to be part of the solution and to really be solutions oriented. And I think um, action oriented and solutions oriented is a big part of this initiative is really about motivating and empowering people at any point um, in that learning cycle to, to get involved in some way um, and to make a positive contribution. There's, there's certainly a way that, that that can be done no matter how small that step might be. Yeah, I was just gonna add that in wealthy nations around the world, healthcare the healthcare industry generally is a 5% contributor to the GHGs of that country. Uh, in Canada, it's 5.1%. So these are you know, typical numbers. And what most people don't realize is that the healthcare industry actually contributes more than the airline industry. So it is a big piece of the pie. The concepts that we're putting out there to encourage healthcare workers, not just hospitals, long-term care, addiction facilities, clinics, the concepts that we're putting out there to try to teach people and encourage people to take action can be applied to other anchor institutions. So a hospital is considered an anchor institution, which is a, an institution in a community which helps the well-being of the community. There are obviously hospitals are a central part of any community. Um, so part of this to me is that we should love our communities and take care of our communities. And that would also include educators working in schools or universities and people working in any public institution. Clearly the first thing we wanna do is, is take care of our own homes and you know, we can save on our energy bills and our transport bills. And so I suppose we're asking people to take the next step and help out if they can at the facilities that they work at. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just gonna jump in and assume that when you said GHGs, that meant greenhouse gases? Yes. Okay, perfect. Glad I got that acronym correct. Yeah, so, thank you. Sorry. As, as you all have been working on the PEACH initiative over the past year, would you be able to share some stories of individuals who have gotten involved in the development phase and what their involvement has been? Okay, I'll jump in. Uh, well, one person who definitely needs to be mentioned is Zara Khaled, who's a uh, physician in Hamilton who I've, I've known her for quite a long time. We were involved in um, a shelter network for homeless people, taking care of homeless people in Hamilton. I told her about this last summer and she jumped right in and was very interested in the educational aspects of this and also saw a, a wellness component in terms of getting uh, residents and medical students involved with, with helping around climate change in their facilities. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a great example. It helps the listeners to know ways that they can get involved as well. 
Linda or Sajani. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's another example. I'll just bring forward, and I can't remember his name. Miles, maybe you can help remember. But the um, uh, the student that provided one of his presentations on climate change and anesthesiology. If we can gather examples of PowerPoint presentations that people uh, make to you know their facility or their community about their uh, initiatives. They're helping spread the word in their community and, and internally. And if we can share those, then not everybody has to reinvent the wheel all the time. So by starting to collect that kind of information and sharing it, we just make the job easier for everybody. And everybody can you know, more easily step up to the plate and, and, um, and take a part in it. I'll just add quickly, I was told about a first year anesthesiology resident in Toronto at U of T, who had a really nice presentation about the impact of anesthetic gases. And if you look on our website under um, the ideal hospital and under drugs and devices, you'll find his uh, PowerPoint and his name is Dr. Connor Brenna. Sujani. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Miles and Linda. I just wanted to quickly add that um, if you do go on our website under the Ideal Green Hospital uh, section that Miles just referred to, there's eight different themes that we're hoping to populate resources and interviews and stories on, and um, from ranging from leadership to education, supply chain, buildings and energy, food, uh, transportation, natural systems. Um, and you can read more about each of those components. But I just wanted to highlight that we're, you know, meeting with people that have uh, led initiatives within those spaces. Um, they're providing, you know, their experiences through through stories, and we've been interviewing them and putting together like a almost like a narrative infographic um, or a short video bite that kind of conceptualizes um, their projects at their healthcare facility, um, uh, what they, what's been helpful for them to get that project started and kind of tips and tricks that they have for others that are interested in um, getting involved in, a, in one of those similar themes. Um, so, so part of this is also to, to curate and collate those stories and uh, share those successes and challenges so that we can all learn uh, together from, from the work that people are already doing. Okay. Yeah, if I could add one more thing, we, we have met a lot of people and really just started last summer. And so we are, we are creating a list of consultants or experts, if you will. So if you look at each of our subcategories, almost every subcategory has someone behind the scenes who we can go to and ask, uh, you know, buildings and energy, what, what should we do about this? Uh, drugs and devices, we have people who we can talk to. So we have about 25, 30 people there who've been very helpful to us. And we're also developing regional leadership. So for those listeners who don't know, Ontario is a, a pretty big province. Do we have 15 million people? Uh, we do have over 300 hospitals and over 600 long-term care facilities. So if you're just looking at those two facilities, not even counting addiction facilities, mental health facilities, you're talking about a thousand facilities. This is a big a project and clearly we will need a lot of people to help. So you're talking to three of us today, but there are a lot of peaches out there. Mm. Oh, I, I like how you said that. There are a lot of peaches out there and thinking about the H in peach and how that uh, stands for hospitals and healthcare facilities. What has the response been from the hospitals and healthcare facilities that you have reached out to? And perhaps if you could even walk us, if one of you could walk us through the process of getting buy-in from your key stakeholders. 
I could uh, uh, maybe start there as an example. Um, one of the things that we do at the Canadian Coalition for Green Healthcare that's relevant here is the Green Hospital Scorecard. And we have over 100 hospitals participating in this. And it's an environmental benchmarking tool. So there's a, there's a number of questions under different headings and the people at the healthcare facilities answer them for their facilities. So we already have a network of 100 or so hospitals that are in, in Ontario that are engaged in under, trying to understand how they are impacting and what they can do better on the environmental side. So uh, we have some great uh, stories and great mentors that we can learn from. It's um, reaching out to those that are currently not so engaged, whether they're smaller facilities that might not have um, adequate staff to, to deal with all this, that seems to be a, ch a challenge. But if we can help mentor them, then that's one of the roles that Peach can bring. So we have in Ontario some great um, healthcare facility staff that have really pushed the boundaries forward. And I could mention uh, University Health Network in Toronto, for example, they're, they're an international leader in this area and they've won international awards. They've won our awards at the, at, at the national level, but also international awards. So we've got some uh, great, uh, great folks that we can follow. And, and, and it's not that the others aren't doing great stuff. They are too. Um, it's, uh, it's just pulling those stories out. And, and sometimes you, you need to provide them with a little guidance in order to get those stories out. But everybody's almost everybody is doing something interesting. I, I've been hearing about people, Linda has pointed me to a, a number of people. And then as, as you know, as time goes on, I'm, I'm learning more and more about the people I, I need to connect with. And most people have been great about getting back to me and, and the what I would consider the, the climate stars in the healthcare sector. I've been very humble, um, you know, just, just an amazing group of people. So it's been fun to, you know, get to know them a bit and then uh, often hand them over to Sujani to interview them and, and, and capture the essence of what they're doing. And the other thing I've actually done in some cases and, and this, is, this is where it's been helpful to, to throw the doctor word around, uh, is I will phone a hot, I'll call, cold call a hospital that I'm interested in. And, uh, and typically I'll call, say this is Dr. Sargent, and, and, and immediately they'll say, oh, do you want to get put through to the eMERGE department? And I'll say, no, actually, I want to speak to your facilities manager, which, which always causes a bit of a laugh. And, and I think maybe I've been lucky because most of the facilities managers have picked up the phone and I can ask them about whatever they're doing, whether it's, you know, solar panels or uh, geothermal or, or whatnot and, and start a conversation. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I could imagine that conversation where you're calling and they think that you're wanting to be connected to the ER and instead you want to speak to facilities. <laughs> Yeah. Now, um, Miles, you mentioned that Sujani also then follow, follows up with individuals and interviews them. So Sujani, I'm curious about what that interview looks like and how your conversations evolve with these individuals. Yes, that's a great question and I'm happy to share more about that. Um, so once I uh, connect to this uh, climate champion uh, through Miles, we ask them some questions about, you know, why sustainability issues are important um, to them, as well as like what projects they're currently involved in at their facility or hospital. 
and some challenges that they've overcome and some tips and tricks that they'd like to share with others that are um, interested in um, starting something similar at their locations. And so, and I think people have been really positive about engaging in that way because people want to share kind of the challenges that they've overcome and they want people like others to be equipped with that Uh, knowledge as they're going into a similar kind of conversation with leadership or um, trying to bring together a group of people at their own location. And interestingly enough, as as Linda mentioned, like we've been trying to also, you know, uh, talk to talk to people across like the geographical heterogeneity of Ontario, like not everybody is working in a large, busy hospital. So also to capture the experiences of people from smaller hospitals uh, with fewer staff or people that play different roles um, in their locations and, and learning from them and really being able to present that in a way that others can uh, learn something from it and not to kind of bog the reader down either with uh, pages and pages and pages of of text to go through to kind of grab these nuggets. Like we've been trying to uh, create something called what what we call peach bites. So uh, bite spelled uh, B Y T E S, <laughs> little 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 bites of uh, information presented as like a humanized infographic. So we'll walk them through, like you know, the project, uh, the challenges that were overcome, and then the suggestions or uh, tips that they have for others. Uh, and interwoven through that are are quotes and kind of some more robust like information that that people want to share. We've tried to interweave that. Uh, throughout the infographic. So it's just a one pager with kind of distilled information that you can, you can take away from that conversation. That's great. I love that peach bites. (laughs) And so I'm assuming that these resources are on your peach website. And we will also link to your peach website on our, our, our podcast episode page. So I'm asking on behalf of all the listeners out there, both that are located in Ontario, but also also across Canada and who are listening from global locations, there are many individuals that, are, that will be interested in your initiative. And we're recording this episode in early 2022. It sounds like you've been all very busy with starting this initiative and setting this up since last summer or summer of 2021. What is your timeline from here into the rest of 2022 and beyond? So in terms of timeline in this this first year that we're working on this, our goal is to find as many partners as possible and encourage people to do things at their facilities. And a lot of what we've talked about is the grassroots side of things. So encouraging people to be uh, champions. So you can be an individual champion. You can be an anesthetist at your hospital that gets rid of the worst gas, uh, which is desflorine, which is 30 times worse than CO2. So you can be an individual champion. You can join or start a green team. Uh, and green teams, of course, as I say, can be quite energizing and can have people doing various different things within the facility. And then you can also have leadership taking this on and leadership looking at, do we have goals? Do we have a, a you know, a, a carbon plan? 
do we have somebody who's responsible in the role? That's from, from all the hospitals that are doing the best work. That is the common theme I keep hearing. A hospital needs to have somebody who's responsible for this. So we want to encourage as many people as possible to get involved and start communicating with each other. And uh, we think this is a doable thing. We think we can do much, much better with the amount of carbon that we create at our hospitals. I could add that there's also rationale for um, healthcare facilities to become more involved. Our um, accreditation standards, for example, uh, for the hospital sector, uh, there are these are standards that you have to meet in order to be accredited. And there's new standards going to be uh, included that require the governance to address environmental sustainability and climate change. So we are trying to position ourselves as being there for the healthcare leaders, the healthcare governance systems um, in, in uh, learning what other hospitals are doing and, and actually taking more action amongst themselves. And Ruth, I just also wanted to add, I think like plainly put, this is like a now or never kind of situation. And I think we all agree that like, we were on the now side and we really want to start making changes quickly, continuing making change and starting new sparks, no pun intended. I know that's a new <laughs> year, uh, <laughs> podcast uh, in places that, that haven't been able to start um, these kinds of initiatives so far. And in terms of a timeline, I think we're we're moving fairly quickly to kind of populate this uh, resource rich hub through our website and looking for more um, opportunities to learn from others and, and contribute their learnings like as well onto our, onto our platform. That's great. And so to draw on your spark theme there, I'm sure that this episode has sparked interest in many. And so if they're saying, you know, I want to go not only find out more about the initiative, but I also want to contribute. Perhaps we can end our episode by each of you sharing one or two particular aspects of the Peach Initiative that that you feel most passionate about and how someone from the outside who might have an interest in that same area could possibly be involved? I would say the way we have set the website up is intentional. We want people to be able to go to the website, look at the ideal hospice. You can imagine what an ideal ideal green facility looks like and realize that there are many aspects to it. And again, we put it into eight categories. Everyone has their own passion. Everybody has their own skill set. So if you to go through those eight categories, which have about 35 different subcategories and say, hey, this is something I know about. This is something I feel strong about. This is where I could help. And on top of that, I would tell people, don't give up. There are lots of sophisticated graphs out there with, uh, you know, greenhouse gas amounts, the subsequent temperature increases, subsequent damage to the planet. These are theoretical, I believe they're real, but we don't know what the outcome is and every bit counts. And I also say there are no magic elves and that a lot of this is volunteering. And I I sometimes feel like we're sort of waiting for someone else to do it. We're waiting for the government to do it. We're waiting for leadership to do it. It is is up to us to do it. So hopefully people can find their passion and think about their skill set and help out, whether it's at a hospital or a school or a community park. Just do your best. Thanks, Miles. 
I think for for me, of course, um, having been involved in interviewing people and sharing their stories, I think that those knowledge pieces that we've been able to contribute um, and, and collate, I think, kind of resonate to a quote that I really believe in, and that's knowledge is not the filling of a bucket, but the lighting of a fire. Um, so it's more about like being inspired or empowered um, to make a change uh, that can be extremely powerful. And we're hoping that, you know, these are, these resources are like springboards to that. Um, it's not going to be everything and every little piece of detail that you need to know to, to get on this journey, but we're hoping that it'll, it'll be a springboard to start that uh, process to talk to more people, to build a network, to, to form more connections. And with that, I think is something where, where, where it can add up to a real big difference. Oh, yes, definitely. And uh, I would also direct the listeners to the website to view the images that are there. I saw the handout that or uh, the one page summary that Miles sent me, and it was really inspiring to see a green health healthcare facility and all the various ways in which that healthcare facility can uh, be green. So thank Sorry, you, you, you just you just reminded me we should give a shout out to Aidan Lucas, who's a, a young architect in uh, teaching in Sudbury, Ontario. And he worked with us to create that image. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing image. So on the podcast, I could only direct the listeners to the website where you can see the image and view it since I can't show it to you here. Any last or final comments, Linda? Maybe bring in the concept of, of community, because that's also in our name. And as Miles alluded to earlier, uh, hospitals are considered an anchor facility in a community. And there's lots of examples of how healthcare facilities can work within the community, whether it's with the municipal recycling programs, for example, or composting programs, or working with other uh, organizations or even industries to work collaboratively to think about perhaps renewable energy usages uh, that they can do collaboratively. So I think that the idea of collaboration with the um, stakeholders within your community is, is a really good step forward. And if you are a small facility, if you are a rural small organization, working with your neighbor rural organizations, like com coming together as a co-op perhaps is an idea as well. So thank you very much, everyone, for sharing your insights. I want to thank you for sharing that quote, Sujani, around how knowledge is not like filling up uh, a bucket with water, but rather lighting a fire. And it has lit a spark in me as well. And I am most certainly inspired by three of you and your passion for this Peach Initiative, as well as for serving and protecting the earth. And so I appreciate you coming on to this podcast. Well, thanks so much for having us, Ruth. It was a pleasure and we hope you'll join our group. Thank you, Ruth, so much. It's been a real uh, pleasure and honor to, to talk about Peach and to connect with you uh, over this podcast. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Yeah, you too. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Mac PFD Spark podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Office for Continuing Professional Development 
and the Program for Faculty Development at McMaster University's Faculty of Health Sciences. For more information on faculty development, be sure to check out our website at macpfd.ca. That's macpfd.ca. Here you can find other episodes as well as resources for your personal and professional development. A quick shout out to our sound engineer, Ishan Mania Panda, who has been an amazing asset to our team. Another shout out to Scott Holmes, who composed and supplied us with the music you've been listening to. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it and be sure to tune in for our future episodes.